Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics, as well as self-improvement. If you want to find out more about me, visit my website, jake-parker.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. All right, guys. So this five-minute fit tip is not so much about fitness necessarily. It's about something that I've been interested in in the past and have delved into, but just recently finished kind of gathering my thoughts on. So Naval Ravikant is someone that I've talked about before. He founded the company Angelist, and essentially he's just this really successful entrepreneur that reached this certain point in his life where he kind of changed course. And now he focuses a lot more on overarching philosophies and happiness and things of that nature. So he's someone that I look up to and really am inspired by. He had these tweet storms that were all about, it was called how to get rich and then in parentheses without getting lucky. Like I've talked about before, you have to be healthy and fit in your relationship, mental health, in your emotional balance, you know, in your spirituality, whatever that means to you. And I think that's something that's very important here is being fit financially, you know, having enough money to do the things you want to do, serve your life needs, and really being focused on what exactly that means to you. So I'm going to give my top five takeaways from Naval's How to Get Rich Without Getting Lucky. Number one, he says that wealth is about freedom. Some people will say that they don't care about money or that they don't have the desire to make money, that they're not guided by money. I've often said things like this in the past, but I've come to realize more so, like Naval says, wealth is freedom and it's nothing more, it's nothing less. But when you have wealth and when you have an abundance of money or things that you know, have some sort of value, whatever that is, then you are free to do other things you want to do in life. You know, you're not forced to work to pay bills and earn money if you can acquire enough wealth to be self-sufficient and be financially independent. It's important here that he says wealth and not just money. To me, wealth is money that's secure and not only secure, but is going to now or in the future help you make more money. Wealth helps you acquire more wealth. So when he talks about the fact that some people play this status game of, oh, I don't care about money, he says that that's hardwired in us to try to play these status games because our ancestors relied on status and that was how we operated. We had status. We didn't really have wealth for the longer part of human existence. We didn't have a way to measure our self-worth in wealth and we couldn't acquire wealth. So everything was done in forms of status. So status is a zero-sum game. Wealth builds on itself. Second takeaway, there's four skills to develop. One is specific knowledge, giving society what it wants, but it doesn't know how to get yet. You do this by following your genuine passions and interests. When you do this, your play, the things that interest you that you look into will look like work to other people. So you want what is play to you to be like work and to also help you prosper in the sense that, you know, it's going to help you earn wealth. You want to be the best at what you do and keep refining what you do until that's true. So you want to get specific about what you do and what you learn about and what you are focused on. The Second skill is accountability. Accountability is taking responsibility, being the hero of your journey. 
being the owner of your life, owning up to things, building your brand. And then this leads to this next skill, which is leverage. Having leverage means that the things you do have a disproportionate effect as far as, you know, the effort it takes to build them. So one comparison he makes here a lot is you should be doing podcasts, you should be doing video, you should be doing blogs, books, coding, if that's something that you're interested in and know about, because these things have a zero marginal cost of replication. It's not like you go and do this one thing and it produces this one output. It's endless possibilities when you do things that people can listen to over and over again, or that people can read over and over again or whatever. So that's leverage. The last skill he talks about mainly leads into the next point, and that's having good judgment. He says that having good judgment is a consequence of wisdom and vice versa. Wisdom is knowing the long-term consequences of your actions. Wisdom is judgment on a personal domain. Wisdom applied to external problems is judgment. And so the, the point here, my third point is embrace compound interest in every sense of your life. I've talked about compound interest before, not only in terms of being important for your money, but also being important for developing more knowledge. You want to embrace compound interest in your relationships, have relationships with people that are mutually beneficial, where you both help each other grow and both benefit each other. Compound interest really just means that the more you do, the more you earn. So like essentially the example with money that I've talked about before, you get a small return on your original investment and then you return the same percentage on the bigger investment. So I'll include the example that I like to use for myself a lot of times when I'm, when I'm getting shaky on compound interest here in the show notes as well. But think about how that applies to everything and not just money. The fourth lesson, long-term gratification is most important. Thinking in terms of your values will get you farther in life than just focusing on short-term things, like going back to the example of status. He says that eventually you will get what you deserve. You just have to be persistent. Um, he talks about the fact that it can take 5, 10, 20 years to realize your dreams, but you have to be patient and knowing that the things that you're focusing on, if you're following these other principles and values and things that I've talked about are going to help lead to where you want to be. So really, to me, it, it mostly just embodies being focused on your values. And then the last lesson here, life is a marathon of sprints. Rest, reassess, and try again. He says that we can squander our time with the death of a thousand cuts and that inspiration is perishable. So to me, that means really embracing that sometimes we're going to go a long time without inspiration and without, you know, any big changes in our life. But sometimes we're going to have these really short periods of time, as we probably all know and can relate to, where we have huge changes in our life, where we have huge positive ramifications of our actions. So embracing the fact that it's not always going to be steady, you're going to have high and low points is going to help you to be more focused on capitalizing on the good times and not getting so, you know, let down by the bad times. So those are my five takeaways, guys. Let me know if you have any questions or what you think. And I look forward to having you back on the podcast. Hey, it's Jake again. If this podcast provided you any value, I'd encourage you to share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. In addition, it'd really help me out a lot if you would go and subscribe or leave a review for my podcast. It's super easy. And in addition, if you have any questions or comments, I'd love for you to reach out to me by email or Instagram DM, which can both be found on my website. Thanks.